I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, January the 10th. Hope you're having a good day. We are glad to be with you on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, That is our local station and also our online radio listeners. Thank you for joining in today. And then, of course, uh, those on the podcast, we welcome you. And then Facebook and YouTube, we are glad to have you with us uh, on this day. We had some rain yesterday and we had some wind yesterday. And uh, I thank the Lord that uh, we did not have any damage here at the church or at the school. But I know many folks did have uh, trees down and some folks were without power and I hope we'll be a good reminder to pray for one another. Uh, but we had an early dismissal yesterday at school just to be safe. And then we had a later start this morning just because of some uh, areas that were still without power, some through the night. But we're back and uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful day together. We're looking forward to church tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, we did not have our chapel services this morning, uh, but that worked out perfectly because we already had our plan to have the chapel services on Friday this week. We have a, a, group, a singing group from West Coast that will be with us on Friday, and so we'd already moved that, so that all worked out fine. Normally, uh, we have our chapels on Wednesday, but uh, we did not this morning, but we'll look forward to those later in the week. And then uh, don't miss the service tonight. It's our prayer meeting and our Bible study. We're in the a Bible going through an overview of the Bible. We're only one week into it. So if you missed last week, you'll, you can get caught up very easily. And I hope you plan to come. Children will have their Master Club programs. The Teens on Target uh, will be meeting tonight. And it's going to be a great service. And then uh, don't miss Sunday. Sunday's going to be a great day. Of course, we're back on our regular schedule as we were last week. Early service at 845, Sunday school at 10, morning service at 11, evening service at 6. And uh, we've got uh, two brand new series that we've started for Sunday mornings and Sunday nights. And I hope you plan to be in church. And then one week from Sunday, we have Brother Bruce Fry will be with us on January the 21st. And I I can hardly wait for that. Uh, It's hard to believe just how quickly January is coming and going. It's already the 10th day of the month. And so uh, we're looking forward to a great time there. A happy birthday today to one of our young men, Kyle Tuck. And Kyle, hope you have a wonderful day and a very happy birthday. We thank the Lord for you. Uh, Let's pray today for our church and our school. Uh, Pray for uh, all of our missionaries. Let's pray for all the ministries here of the church. Uh, Pray for our members, those who are sick, uh, those who are uh, dealing with health issues, those who've lost loved ones. Uh, Let's pray for one another. And then let's pray for our country. Uh, This is uh, election year 2024. And I think we ought to pray for our country every year. Uh, but even more so when we have a, a very a pivotal moment like what is coming uh, this year in the uh, primaries and then in the general election. I hope you be much in prayer for our country. And of course, the answer is not in Washington. The answer is not in Raleigh. Uh, the answer is not in our county seat. The answer is in the local church. 
And the answer is in God's people, in our lives, in our homes. And so I hope you pray much for our country. We're going to go to a song, and after the song, we'll get into our Bible study. We're in the book of Jeremiah. Here's a great song by Brother Alvin Martinez and his daughter, Brooke. They're going to sing a great song for us. I need you more today. I hope you'll enjoy this song, and then we'll get right into the Bible study. Hey man, I like that. I need you more today than I did yesterday. And I needed the Lord a whole lot yesterday, but I need him more today. And I thank God for that great song, uh, Brother Alvin Martinez and his daughter, Brooke. And they, they're on our radio station and we have them playing uh, sometimes before the services uh, here at the church in the auditorium. I love to hear them sing. What a wonderful job and a great song. We are looking at the life of Jeremiah. We have seen, first of all, his compassion. 
And uh, that, that's a burden. That's a brokenness that he had for his country. Uh, but then we have looked at his nation, the, his country. And just as these are some introductory thoughts, we haven't really got into Jeremiah chapter one yet. We'll look at that in the days ahead. But we talked yesterday about um, the Josiah and his reign and all the, the changes that he made and the 31 years that he reigned and the good things he did. But then we said after uh, Josiah, there were several kings that were, were terrible. They were awful. It, it, for after Josiah, it was, it was great. And then after Josiah, it went downhill. Uh, there was Jehoahaz. There was Jehoiakim. There was Jehoiachin. And then there was Zedekiah. Zedekiah was the last king of Judah before the Babylonian captivity. It's interesting to me, it's really sad to me that during the times of all four of those kings, after Josiah, the people refused to listen to the commandments of God and the warnings of God from Jeremiah. And it wasn't just the people that refused, it was the kings. They, they, the leadership, they refused to hear the warnings of God. I want to give you today, and probably we'll finish it up tomorrow, this idea, this thought, but I want to give you just a few takeaways as we have looked at uh, Josiah's life and his, uh, his reign and, and his accomplishments and the things that he did and then also these other kings. I want to kind of sum all that up with just a couple key thoughts. Number one, I want to say this, that it is important for all of us that we make the decision to seek God and live for God as early as possible. Now, I'm thankful for the upbringing that I had. My parents, they were not only in church, but they were involved in church. They were faithful to church. We didn't miss church. If we ever asked the question, are we going to church today? Uh, my parents would look at me like, have you lost your mind? Of course we're going to church. And maybe you didn't have that upbringing. Can I say, that's okay. God knows all about that and God's brought you to where you are and you've made some decisions for yourself. But that doesn't mean you have to continue that trend. Uh, maybe your, your family did not go to church. Maybe they did not serve God. Maybe you did not have a Christian home. Uh, maybe you didn't have Bible reading and prayer and uh, you didn't have spiritual things in your home. Maybe your home was a mess. But can I tell you, it doesn't have to continue. You can make those changes today and you should seek God and live for God as early as possible in life. So if you're listening today and you're in your 30s and you say, I'm not living for God, well then start today. You may be listening and you're in your 50s or 60s and you say, you know, I really, I don't go to church, I don't read my Bible, I don't pray, well then start today. Uh, don't put it off, as soon as possible, as early as possible. But if you have children in your home or you have grandchildren that uh, you have some influence over, I wanna tell you, encourage them, challenge them, pray for them to live for God as early as possible. It's interesting how the, 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 the youthful days, the, the teen years, even the preteen years, uh, the children are so moldable. You say, well, I don't want to force religion on them. Well, I'm not talking about forcing religion on them, but I'm talking about training them and steering them in the way that they should go, uh, teaching them the truth. You want to just give them over to the devil? You want to just turn them loose with the world? I don't think so. You say, well, I just don't want to be too hard on them. I'm not talking about being hard. I'm talking about loving them enough to say, I want them to know about the Lord. I want them to know how to be saved. I want them to know that there's a better life out there than a life of sin and a life of wickedness and a life of rebellion. There's a joyful, abundant life that they can have if they will seek the Lord. So number one, make the decision to live for God in your life as early as possible. Josiah began to seek the Lord 
when he was 16 years old. And I'm glad he did. What a difference that made in his nation, in his country, because he began to seek the Lord. You know, the decisions you make in your youth are the decisions that will set the direction for the rest of your life. That's why it's so important. That's why I believe in having a youth group. That's why I believe in having uh, uh, teen activities and teen, uh, uh, teen camps and teen conferences. And that's why I believe in having uh, teen Bible studies. That's why I believe in the Christian school. That's why I believe in the Sunday school. That's why I believe in a bus ministry because we want to help these young people make decisions early because those decisions will set the direction for the rest of their life. Ecclesiastes 12.1, the Bible says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Youth is so important. Uh, uh, while you are young, seek the Lord. While you have a lot of days left, you say, well, what if I'm in my 60s or 70s or 80s? And you know, what if I got saved later in life? Well, praise God you got saved. But let's not wait. Let's not put it off. Let's not wait till the last minute. Let's right now, today, Let's begin serving God. Number two, another thought or another uh, takeaway, I think, from the story of Josiah and the history of Judah is that outward reformation is not the same as inward transformation. Remember how we said that Josiah started the purging in the land of Judah and he started the purging uh, of the temple, but it took years for that to, uh, to, to be accomplished. And as a matter of fact, it didn't finally take place until the Word of God was found. You see, when there is a change of heart, there will be a change of life. But just because there is a change in someone's life, that does not always mean there is a change of heart. Does that make sense? You know what I'm talking about? So for instance, if I see someone uh, that starts coming to church and uh, they start serving the Lord, I praise God for that. But it's possible that they're just making some changes in their life and there's really not been a change in their heart. So a change in someone's life does not necessarily mean that there was a change of heart. But when there is a change in heart, there will be a change in life. There will be a change in, in how we live. Uh, you see, if it's real on the inside, it's going to show up on the outside. That's why it's so important for our young people and for our children that we pray that God will get a hold of their hearts. We don't just want for them to be changed on the outside. We just don't want them to know how to smile, how to carry their Bible, how to say the right things. We want there to be a change from the inside. 2 Corinthians 5 says it like this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. That is all things, meaning inside and outside. We're not trying just to reform the outside. We want God to transform the inside. That is our desire. And I hope today, I hope that there's been a transformation in your heart and life. Maybe there was. Maybe it's been a long time, and maybe you've grown cold. Uh, maybe you've become backslidden. That's exactly what we're going to see in the book of Jeremiah. These people, they went through the revival of Josiah, and then over time, they fell back into their sin. They fell back to their own ways. They refused to obey God. And I want to tell you, let's allow God to do a continual work in our hearts 
so that it will affect every area of our lives. I hope that helps you today on this Wednesday. We'll look forward to seeing you at church tonight. God bless you. Have a great day. And thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.